Geek Tank Radio, News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Welcome everyone, we are the Geek Patrol and our microphones don't have a stun setting. This episode of Geek Tank Radio is brought to you by the Jason Momoa Charity Wrestling Extravaganza. If you can stay in the ring with Jason for 10 seconds, we will donate $100,000 to the charity of your choice. The That's, Jason Momoa, Momoa Charity Wrestling Match. That is a bad idea. I don't think they've paid up a, a penny out of that. Right? I don't think it's um, going to raise a whole lot of I money. To, I hate to tell you this, Joe. This is actually um, this is actually a very bad idea, especially if you know Jason. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's like one of the nicest guys in the entire world. His opening hug's going to take three and a half minutes. You're giving a lot of money to charities. I don't know, man. So whatever charity is benefiting, good for you guys. Okay. All right. Well, hey, it's it's but either going to be a, a genius move I, I got or... A, I got know. a question. Did you decide to get that as a, our sponsor after seeing the uh, the thumbnail for Sweet Girl? Oh, no. His that. new Netflix movie? Uh-huh. Well, you have homework. We're going to talk about that next week. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth. And uh, right right out of the gate, and our buddy Maximilian behind the glass, who, uh, yeah. by the way, uh, later in the show, Alan, Maximilian wants to talk to you about the music of Mushrooms. I guess uh, he's we can been talk on YouTube. shrooms anytime he wants. Whatever that means. Uh, Max Million, I hope you're not up to anything fishy in there, man. He's not going hippie on us. Hey, hey, we but... work in radio. We don't ask questions like that. <laughs> okay. Don't ask, don't tell, man. Um, and Alan, you gave me another homework assignment. You said I need to go see the movie Free Guy. It's I rare that did. Alan is ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, it's it's. I'll be honest. After last weekend, I just haven't cared about geek stuff. I've had I've I've been in a euphoric state, having left the Covington Comic Con. Right. That I haven't even looked in. I mean, everything I've done on the internet these days has had to do with like actual real like news news. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just in a state you, of don't pop my bubble. You you got a con. That's all you needed. That, it's like I, ah, needed, I needed yeah. that. It, well, it we def yeah. It was great. We definitely want to give them that, a shout that, out. That fried strawberry thing. We oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh guys. <laughs> When me and Alan finally get our cooking show back up and going, that's going to be one of the first things we, you know, try is fried strawberries. It, it was a fried, it was a fried pie, and it was stuffed with strawberry jam and cream cheese. Okay. See, it's interesting. Welcome, you guys. welcome to a convention I mean, where you get into I, stuff. I'm sitting like here this. listening to you guys. I'll and be honest. I did not think this was going to be a flavor that I would like, yeah. but it's like, all right, I'm interested. I'll try it. Oh God. Well, and it, and, and let's face it, there was there was cosplay. We love cosplay. A, gr- a great cosplay contest. There was a law pig. Whiskey. The you law. Know, I was about to say. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. How often do you get to see a whiskey, the law pig? Yeah, because last week, if you remember, Brandon was, uh, he got to the uh, Covington Comic yeah. Con. It was year one of the Covington Comic Con. So I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to be there early. He mm. got there while, and, and uh, I set up the night before. Brandon got there, manned the booth, and then we got there after the show was over. But um, it's funny the different highlights that stand out, because I wasn't at all thinking of the food. I was thinking of some of the cool uh, vendors that I met, and I bought some yep. pretty cool collectibles. Yeah. I saw a lot of great cosplay. I was amazed how packed the place was. Twelve hundred people it was rolled busy. through there. Yeah. It was busy yeah. for it a was... year one event. It hey, puts and, ours to shame. And I'm going to say this, guys: I mean, we've got to we've got to get the word out better because folks up there had never heard about any of the cons in Memphis. I mean, I no. rolled through all of them. They're like, no, this is this is the first one I've ever been to. And I'm like going, dude, you're old enough to meet my dad. You've got to come to more. And Yeah, I met a family from yeah. uh, Dyersburg. Uh, their, their two daughters just never heard of this. They're like, what? We, you know, and yeah, I didn't think we we're that far away. You know, so we, but I mean, we hey, definitely got to like, get the word out. Luckily, we're, we're on a station that actually we can do that now. 
Okay, here we go. <laughs> hey, I, I'm sorry, but I've, 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 I've traveled at this point, listening to this, you know, to to our station here and our sister station, 98.1, as I've gone farther out into the boonies, and I can still hear us. Nice, clear signal. Everywhere we've been so far beforehand, you get mm. about three miles outside of Memphis, you can't hear anything. Yeah. Except, so well, I, I, I love being here. And 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 you know, our buddy Josh Mason and his but and his brother Jerry. Who's hilarious? The, the kicking great. lawyer. But um, I want to say they they, I think they did this right. They they basically the goal with a year one event is to first of all survive it. Don't yeah. overextend. A lot of people they get carried away. Just make sure I, it goes smoothly, and have, you can always grow next. Year. I have one complaint with you, Joe. Okay, and it's it's not your fault. You set us up in a perfect spot, but we were set across from Theo and Rose uh, ice cream. There we go back oh. to the food and. and <laughs> And oh, there's, you know, I'm, I'm such like, happy I'm watching all these people get ice cream, and I'm like going, no, uh, no, we had to break down and get the ice cream. It was so good. Well, I knew I you want, would. I want them at Archon. Mm. They set up. They weren't just a sponsor. There's this little ice cream shop in downtown uh, Covington, and yeah. they, they brought the goods, man. Yeah, they, and did. they, 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 they were There was awesome. a line the entire time. So good business model. Seriously. I don't know if the stuff would melt by the time it got to Memphis. Well, but. the the majority of the stuff that they have, they had it packed in a way that I think we could work. Yeah. Okay. But but a big shout out and a congratulations to the the first annual. I guess we can call it the first annual yeah, now because mm-hmm. now that we they've know already it's announced yeah. next year, and uh, they're just as excited as they can be. And we love Josh Mason. He's a, he's a good dude. But he did tell me he's like now that they're done, he's focusing his attention on on helping the yeah. Memphis comic and fantasy, which he so. always has. So I mean, yeah. yeah I'm, so we I'm got a little meeting set up. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's cool, and I forgot to mention too. Uh, later in the show, uh, we wanna we wanna uh, wrap up with the bad batch because the, the season finale right. came and it was pretty interesting. Before we get to that though, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the music of mushrooms. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar Memphis. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Geek Tank Radio. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm okay. Joe Thorderson here with my buddies Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max Million behind the glass who we, threw us a little curveball with that one. so good about having clean openings lately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he felt we needed to get back off the ball. Uh, the I, home, I, I smell smoke. <laughs> the old Homer Simpson uh, awesome. battle cry. So, hey, Max, turn your mic on, buddy. We... um. You you brought a story uh, in the other day that uh, Alan, this is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, and, and we're not we're not touching it with a ten foot you know shiitake pole. So uh, yeah, go for it. It involves food, uh, it's certainly science, and it'll probably creep into a few monster movies. But oh, it's gonna it's gonna have a lot to do. Go with ahead, Max. What do you got for us? So funny that you mentioned shiitake. The the little video that I actually have is about shiitake mushrooms. Mm. So it, let's just call it like you said at the beginning: the music of mushrooms. So, as we all, I mean, I don't know how all of, if you all know this, but all living organisms kind of produce a faint electrical current, and this constantly fluctuates according to the state of the organism. So, kind of like the moods, you could say. So, it's kind of like a good little moon re- mood ring or an indicator of like the state of the organism. And then this current can be amplified. This is pretty interesting, and be used as a control signal for an oscillator which produces a sound which directly reflects the state of the organism. Kind of put simply, it produ- it kind of makes 
it produces the sound of the music that the mushroom is making, which is really fascinating. Huh. You used a lot of big words there, Maximilian, but I think I get the jit right now. I mean, it's producing a harmonic frequency. Is that what I'm hearing? Or is that... all right, well, let, all right, let's let's. And, and is this calling in? I'm already going to my conspiracy. Oh yeah, mind. well, is this I'll make it even better for you, Joe. Okay. Let's let's just let's back up from the mushrooms for a moment. Let's make it a little more easy for you. Okay. Uh, most people have an aquarium. Really? Most people have an aquarium. We gave up on that Mo after well, the fish but died. You, but you, you've, everybody's had one or so. Everybody's tried to have one. Okay. Um, do you know what a knife fish is? Uh, Brandon? No, knife, no, dude. Knife, dude I, knife I'm sure you've eaten one, too. Don't even, don't even move towards me, man. <laughs> Brandon's, like, Brandon's pets have to walk. That's yeah, his, that's that's his criteria. He, he wants to see some fur. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's pick on a knife fish. Okay. A knife fish is actually an electrically powered fish. Oh, nice. That so you can dangerous. Well, so is an they, elephant nose, and you have electric catfish, and then you have my favorite one in the entire world, no. the torpedo See, or the electric eel. My thing is, oh, is yeah. I, I I listen to your other show, and it always tells me not to put electricity and water together. Yep. So <laughs> uh, guess what? <laughs> it's still a bad idea for you. Right. Of, no, but this is robofish. Ah, oh, robofish. Ah. We're, we're getting there. So uh, let's say you've got a little knife fish. Well, a little knife fish. Not only does he, by his very existence, have a electromagnetic trace, he also can produce and see his world around him using electricity. Or she. He or Don't she. Be sexist, Not well, that's true. He or she, <laughs> of or they, if you wish, of, and you can actually pick this up with um, like a voltage tester. Okay. You can put the little electrodes in the water, and if you tie that to, like, a set of headphones, you'll hear a little tick, 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 tick. Well, what happens when I attach my headphones to mushrooms, Alan? All right. Well, well, I was starting at something bigger so we could work our way down. Of All right. Well, Max, what is the world's largest living thing? It's a mushroom. It's If you count colonies, it's a mushroom. It's bigger than the elephant. Wait, what? The largest living thing on this planet is a single colony of honey fungus that is 2.4 miles across. It, wow. is in, it is in the Blue Mountains of Oregon, and it might be bigger than that. Wow. Can they organize, See. and how intelligent are they? It's a fungus, Joe. Okay. I was, I was impressed by the size of the blue whales that were showing up in Monterey Bay this past week. But wow. Yes. Now I'm excited to see giant shrooms yeah well and, and, and experience that in a very um 70s kind of way <laughs> <laughs> now the only thing about like mushrooms and everything is like you also have to think about mushrooms aren't just the it isn't doesn't end with a mushroom the mushroom is just the fruiting head of the entire fungus correct the real the real party is down below with all is, the mycelium leaf litter right oh that's the tip of the iceberg right what you're thing. what you're seeing is the berries and nuts of the creature is that why they grow so fast like they literally seem to grow overnight right now. well that's I mean. because the critter has been there all along and it just all you're seeing is yeah. the bloom and fruit if you will okay of the actual plant interesting so now let's start talking about listening to the little darlings um one, we've already digitized tree rings, so you can actually play back and listen to the growth of a tree. Yeah, you brought but us that story. We, we did, but now we're going to take it a little step deeper because the trees and the mushrooms all work in tandem. 
Mm. They're symbiotic. Like they Avatar. have a symbiotic, exactly. They have a symbiotic relationship. And because everybody, basically every living thing on the planet produces some level of electrical charge, how these things move about or transfer nutrients or obtain food or like that all produces little tiny electrical currents. Question, Alan. Sorry. You, yeah, you know, you're, I interrupt you're diving you on me. this, baby. We know water conducts electricity. Yes. So you're talking about the electric eels. Well, how, how good of a conductor is dirt and soil? Because, I mean, there is moisture in there, right? So does it well, conduct signals through the ground? With it can. Um, if you've ever gone uh, worm thumping. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I was, I'm doing that after the show today, Alan. You can take two pieces of rebar, drive them into the ground, um, and I'm not going to tell you how to connect them to a car battery, but let's just say you can annoy worms right up out of the ground. So it's obvious Joe has never gone on a uh, a bait expedition before. So that, that reminds me of the office when Creed says, "You're paying too much for your worms. I got a worm yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where they yeah, come got a worm from." Guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that's the how other you one, get the good night crawlers. Okay. Well, now if you want the really good night crawlers, is where you get into real sound and you have. A thumper, you actually drive a wooden stake into the ground and it has ridges and you play this instrument and it annoys them enough to make them come out of the ground. Huh. It can mean, also Alan. be done with a violin. For those of you who can't follow at home, <laughs> Alan looks like he's churning butter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I might or might not have intimate knowledge of this process. We really need cameras in So, of right. now what we're talking about is the... Intricate in, uh, environment between the roots and the cilium of the forest floor. Right. And we already know for a fact that trees will touch roots with each other in the forest and can transmit nutrients from one tree to another. Hmm. Do they want to do that? Or yes, are they, they, they are. To- no, they are actually helping out an injured tree or they are processing one tree is better at doing something than another. So they have kind of a little swap system going on. And now we're going to add to it the fungus because the trees can't really break down organic material. I'll take your word for that. Well, they're good at soaking it up, but they can't really break it down. Our specialists, the fungus are great at breaking down organic material. So the leaves fall in the fall. You have a lot of leaf litter. Well, that leaf litter doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't turn into nutrients until the fungus gets hold of it. And that's what actually processes it. So all of these biological processes all produce different, if you wish to call it, harmonics. And with the proper equipment, see, this is one of these things where the world has been this fascinating place, but we're finally getting the technology or at least the technology and the curiosity to start hooking different pieces of equipment up to this stuff and finding out. That's what's cool, yeah, because the stuff's been with us forever, but we are finally getting the tools to monitor. I mean, we didn't even know uh, until about 100 years ago that there were other galaxies. That was a revelation. So, I mean, just all these ways of measuring and... But listening to mushrooms, Alan, that sounds Never leave biology students alone with a lie detector. Okay. (laughs) All right. Because I know what yogurt sounds like. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a living culture. Yeah. 
And by the fact that... But if that you can measure deep enough, there are sounds being produced. There are all kind. Well, there are signals being produced, and how you want to interpret that is up to you. So what Max is talking about is taking these electrical signals and playing them back in an audio form. Okay. Well, Max, you played me some of these uh, videos, and they're, I mean, I don't know what that sound I was hearing was, but it was pretty... It was pretty noisy. I think it would be worth like on putting on the Facebook page like a link to the YouTube video because I don't want to fry the system with <laughs> attempting to play the <laughs> to play the weird alien trippy music and everything. But here's a fun little interesting thing when I was looking scrolling through the comments. Some people said that when <laughs> when they're when they're like hearing this, it's like this is a sound that I hear when I'm tripping out on mushrooms. <laughs> oh great. Okay. So people that are using the so the hippies yeah, were know, hearing this you know, way so, before you know, we were detecting. Yeah, it. well, welcome to shrooms. You know, okay. Of uh, let's just say I I enjoy straw, shiitake, button, white cap, portobello. You know, I I am are, sure, are portobellos going to freak us out like that? Because I like portobellos, but I've I never love had any portobellos. Side well, well, I haven't found a portobello culture and hooked up a lie detector to it yet. Okay, but you know, I I now have an afternoon project. Okay. Well, pretty interesting stuff, Max. Uh, thanks for bringing us that story. Yeah, send us the link. We should post that on the uh, on the Facebook page. If nothing else, you'll get to hear what it sounds like. And and frankly, I think we actually, I think Geek Tank Radio sounds better than Singing Mushrooms. If that's the uh, bar that we you know that we got across, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm not, I would I take that challenge. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> you just asked for someone to find out. All right. Anyway. Well, that's it. Thanks for the report, Max, or I guess Alan or whatever. Well, enough of that, though. We're, you're listening to Geek Joseph's Tank Radio. How quiet he had to be that second. Here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about my education on the Internet. Geek Tank Radio. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilberth and our buddy Maximilian behind the glass. Uh, off, off air, you know, if you're just tuning in, uh, we went sciency and it got a little weird talking about uh, mushrooms and really what's going on under the under the soil. I mean, tree roots, they go, you could have tree roots the size of a tree and apparently mushrooms are some of the biggest living organisms. And Alan yep. showed hey, us- Has anybody told Joe about what's under the surface of an iceberg? Um, yeah, exactly. There you go. So, uh, but, but, but Alan, you showed us a picture of a mushroom that looks like it's about 20 feet tall. Yeah. I- it looks photoshopped to me, but apparently it's it's real, right? Because there is a few different whether whether you believe it or not, mushrooms come in a wide wide variety of sizes, shapes, descriptions. I say geek level of toxicity. I, amen, brother. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where is this Australia? Everything crazy Oregon. grows in Australia. It's in Oregon. Oregon. Oh, it's okay. A, it's in the Oregon. country. Okay, well they got a lot of humidity right there and it's, rain. It's and in Malheur National Forest. Okay, yeah. So, um, so check it out, people. If you want a, a fun uh, afternoon, get on YouTube and look at these videos of twenty foot <laughs> mushrooms. And Have Alan, fun with fungus. That, there you go. You said this will grow in like three days, so you could literally sit there and just watch this thing grow. I mean, that's what it is. Don't don't be standing over where it comes up. 
<laughs> this one he showed us looks like something the Keebler elves would live in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, I think we've beaten this into the ground. But um, bump, you know the uh, mushrooms. So <laughs> now, guys, I guess you asked me to talk about this. It's it's going to open up some old wounds, but it's more the educational aspect. I don't have any wounds from this. Do you have any wounds from this? Um. And personally, no, no, no. Okay, I don't mind torturing baseball nerds. So if you uh, if you are new to our show, then you missed a few weeks ago when the uh, when the Cubs unceremoniously traded. Like on July thirty first was the trade deadline. So if you're going to trade anybody, you have to do it by then. And the Cubs traded uh, Javier Baez, everybody Anthony that Rizzo, mattered to you, Chris Bryant. Uh, well, uh, those three mainly, but they also traded a bunch of other good guys like Craig Kimbrell. The bottom mm. line is they. They got rid of these guys, and so I was very emotional at the for at least for a week or so. And I'm part of these. <laughs> You're uh, still talking about it. But the reason we're talking about it today is is the broader um, education I got on the internet, and you guys are going to kind of help me with this because I tend to ignore a lot of this stuff. But basically, yeah. I belong to a bunch of uh, fan groups on um, on Facebook where there there's you, you got to join you got to asked to join and right. then they, they ask you the question so it's not open to everybody but they're all to do with the cubs and the minute they um announced that they were trading these guys i put this angry post up there right that said uh it's basically said i hope wrigley field is empty for the rest of the season shame on you cubs and i got more traffic brandon than i've ever gotten on anything right i got i got like a thousand likes. I got all these comments. See, Everybody was sharing it. But so, so but, now but, but it's what the you, curse what, of Joe. Well, but the next day I felt guilty about it and I pulled it down because I said all I'm doing is spreading hate and I'm being I'm whining and all this. So I took it down, okay. which I think was the wrong move. Yeah, because yes, that was your initial reaction. This you know keeping that up and giving people a chance to reiterate you know their feelings. But also the people who were telling you that you know this is this is the wrong way to go. That would be a good lesson for other people who are feeling that kind of rage, yeah. who aren't putting it on Facebook, but now can read the comments of the people who would support them and get them back to a thing. But I mean, to each their own. You felt guilty. You pulled it down. Right. I think I think it would have been a better education for people on both sides, both the hate and the love for the Cubs, to if it had stayed up. Well, the other thing, Perfect. my post was but not I'm, unique. There were tons way, of. I am way more. Uh, I'm way more social media savvy than you, though. Yeah, see, I and, and all I ever do on social media is promote the convention or Geek Tank or Tool Talk. That's so I'm not I'm not getting into the trenches <laughs> with with political arguments or any of that. So, Brandon, I, I know you get into the oh 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 I I I dive deep. I'm a I am a left leaning moderate who hates the state of the world. So I get deep into the political thing. Uh, but I will say that it's 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 a type of therapy. And sometimes you have to put those angry comments out there so, so that other people can help bring you back to your center. Well, because they'll they'll tell you it's like, look, it's not worth all that. You know, think about the good things. Think about the good times. Just because these guys are gone doesn't mean new talent that you're going to love are coming in. So here, so here's stage two because this this was a whole right. process. It went on for and you guys, I was I was tweeting you or not tweeting, I was messaging you guys the updates as I went because <laughs> you guys were having fun with this. I'm, oh. I'm suffering and you guys are like, oh, this is funny. So but uh, yeah. So the well, next thing we, I did, I thought I'm going to do- get. We're Doctor Who fans. We know what it's like to have things we love taken away from us. Right. 
So I wanted to get clever, <laughs> and I realized pretty quick that uh, a lot of people on Facebook don't understand sarcasm or or subtlety or whatever. Yeah, there's, so there's a meme out there that says, "Welcome to the internet. Someone who doesn't have a sense of humor will be with you shortly." Right, yes. exactly. So what I did next, Brandon, was I took. Uh, everybody knows the iconic scoreboard in center field at Wrigley Field. It is a. It's it's a hand operated thing it's yeah. it's classic it's been there for over 100 years so what i did is i put a post up there to il- what i thought was cleverly illustrating my d- dissatisfaction right. and i said it's just announced the rickets are going to tear down the scoreboard and put up luxury sky boxes when asked for a quote they said um we can't let um sentimentality interfere with sound business decisions which was my metaphor for what they just did by right. getting rid of all these players right. that all of us loved. Well, nobody understood that. But, no. but now what happens? Well, within moments, I had other people going, I can't. They were making posts. They said, this just came out that Tom Ricketts is tearing mm. down the scoreboard. Mm. And they were putting out fault. So now I'm suddenly so, per, a purveyor of fake news. Which, which now, <laughs> here, com- here, comes, here comes the worst part of uh, yeah. social media, uh, you know, is when you decide to be satirical. Right. In a world where people have been fed, whether or not it's a funny thing, whether it's a serious thing or not, they've basically been spoon fed this thing because, you know, I mean, we had this whole deal when The Walking Dead gave us a cliffhanger and people couldn't understand what a cliffhanger was, even though television had it forever. Yeah. They, people on the internet don't necessarily see the sarcasm. They don't see the satire because when it's just a written post, it's hard to convey sarcasm without a sarcasm font for them. <laughs> and, and and therefore, yeah, you. This is this is the risk you take when trolling, Joe, because this I've, is trolling. And now every yeah. you know because I saw posts about this thing being torn down shortly after you, and I'm not in any Cubs groups. No, and it, this was like getting into real just random uh, timeline, uh, you know, stuff for. This happened within 10 minutes. I started a what I thought was a joke and it turned into a, a rumor and it was it was fake news. Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, this is interesting." And so that post actually got taken down because Right, because I guess it, was they, it was considered misleading. It was considered lying even though I'm like, "How much?" So then I made a third post where I I put that um that original post in like in sort of a what do they call it? Like a sepia thing where it looks old. Yeah. And I said, I want to apologize for my remarks if they gave you apoplexy. Um, I was, and I put the post up there. Yeah. And then people still thought it was real. Right. I'm like, are, there was though, a handful of people well, that understood I was joking, though, but I'm just like. You, were put, you put up there the the explanation that, no, this was a joke. I, I just wanted to like, you know, reiterate how selfish I think that the owners are being. And people would, but they don't read that top line where you're explaining. They just see the other post. Yeah, and immediately go. Oh my God! And this is another problem with the internet, and we're we've all been guilty of it. Where we see a headline, and we immediately have a knee jerk reaction, and then you go in and you read the article, and you find out this isn't true. I will give you one that kind of got me agitated the other day, mm-hmm. or it may have been as early as yesterday. Uh, my days are running together, guys. I, I'm not going to explain it to you why. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, IGN put out a thing talking about how you know. Disney was getting rid of the moniker Slave One and changing Boba Fett's ship name to the Fire Spray. Now, here's the thing. Anybody who knows Star Wars at all to in a technical form yeah. knows the Slave One has always been a Fire Spray. That is the model ship. That's the same reason, you know, it's like, it's like when you get a YT Carillion, uh, you know, freighter, you know, that's, that's the Millennium Falcon. 
But, you know, it's like a lot of times in this, they, they list the type of ship it is. Because if you're, especially if you're building a Lego set, it doesn't necessarily have to be Boba Fett Slave 1. Right. You know, I mean, it is a it is a problematic name, you know, in today's society. But, well, I mean, it's problematic then, too. But, you know, it's always been the fire spray. So I actually reported IGN's article as misleading news. Yeah. Because in their article, they, they go into this big thing where they change it. It's like, it's always been a fire spray. Yep. Well... Let, let's back it up. Pre-internet, pre-television, back to the printing press. We're, sti- we're still guilty of this. Look up Jonathan Swift, a modest proposal. Ugh. You know what? People are going to leap on whatever it is they think will propagate a certain point of view. Right. No matter how right, how wrong, or how fictitious. Yeah, I, it's it, it was educational, and it, it reminded me of why and I don't scary. get in the middle of these. Yeah. And it's also just a it just sort of a microcosm because all all I was thinking about is like this is I'm talking about a baseball team here. There's real things in the world that are being you know we have yeah. real news and we have real yeah. situations in the world, and, and if people approach those that way, it's not cool, man. right? So, anyway, well, it is cool that you're listening to Geek Tank Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. Uh, we'll wrap up my uh, education on the internet, but we also want to talk about the Bad Batch finale. Geek Tank Radio. <laughs> News Talk 98.9. The Roar of I, Memphis. <laughs> I, I feel the same way whenever we come to our last segment of the show. <laughs> and welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm like, Joe Thorson. over. Here with my buddies Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and Maximilian behind the glass who's <laughs> finding us these great... Be- that's Bender, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, so, who's so, reflecting our mood perfectly? Right, right. It's like we so. we get to the end. We've we've got so much we want more we want to talk about. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you guys, you know, go ahead and campaign to the station. You want two hours of Geek Tank? Uh, we probably do, and <laughs> and occasionally we will throw you bonus content on our podcast. Because if you do miss any of Geek Tank Radio, never fear, you can uh, go to uh, geektankradio.com and Alan will post our shows uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they're archived for the ages, and people. I, and I really just w- I want to go ahead and let people know that we're opening our SoundCloud back up and we're going to be yes. putting up some archive material yeah and uh maximilian you're gonna like this we've got some old shows that might even involve some uh some characters that we've had in the past uh, dr <laughs> judgment tour may show we don't, up we, we don't, don't talk about max's dad in front of him <laughs> well just stand by some of the old stuff is pretty classic i love it there and and we can post it because that's our sound that, cloud, yeah, so. yeah so 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 we'll uh, be doing that look soon for, look forward to seeing the links for that though and, they're coming soon and definitely get on our facebook page go to geek tank radio you know the geek tank radio facebook page give us a like and we'll be that's another great place to uh, go to get the shows because we post them whenever they yeah. come up so. i want to go ahead and tell people that we are gonna the three of us each are gonna like put together a five track playlist on our soundcloud which are our favorite of the archive shows yeah so if you guys who listened to us when we were on other stations or when we were just a podcast let us know what you loved too you know you know what's interesting about that you guys and i didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole but um when i listen to old episodes of geek tank because we're we're getting close to our seven year anniversary of doing this well 
the world of geekdom has changed dramatically. We we listened. I listened to one episode where we were talking about the Force Awakens coming out yeah. and this new era of Star Wars and the beauty and harmony that it was going to bring and the excitement and and how BB or how Luke Skywalker was gonna just you know kick butt with a lightsaber and then of course years later we're looking at the fallout of all that and I'm just thinking it the world and that's not just years that. later we just go baby Yoda. Right, but it's just... <laughs> I was going to say... It was a kinder, gentler... Years uh, later, I, I yeah. look at it and go, you know what? Star Wars fans have always been the worst. It's time we felt it. Yeah. But, mm. Well, I don't know. It, it's just interesting. So th that's all coming at you soon uh, when you go to I Geek Tank Radio. I say that as a, now. as a professed hardcore star wars fan i mean yeah well I, i'm part of the problem well and let's 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 shift gears to that i just want to say though wrapping up with this uh education i had on the internet of me being uh from a troll a purveyor of fake news un unbeknownst to me and uh basically <laughs> vault, you know spreading anger throughout the internet i did learn one thing about myself brandon yeah. i do not like negative attention mm -hmm. i know there's a lot of people that would have thrived on they would have like loved the well, fact that they're getting all this attention but i deleted those so, and i went away because i don't is, want this is that. something i mean you see it more on twitter than you do on facebook yeah but you put you know someone will throw out a controversial tweet and it'll get so much traffic but if you look at the first subtweet of them underneath that tweet it's them selling something there you go. Sending them Everybody's to the SoundCloud, to sending them to the, you know, you know, which I'm not, I'm not setting up our SoundCloud that way. I'm not going to connect it to you getting angry about the Cubs, but you know. Everybody's <laughs> selling you something, just like you said in the Princess yeah. Bride. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who thinks otherwise is, yeah. But anyway, yeah. hey, let's shift gears, you guys. Um, I'm sure Disney Plus is selling us stuff, but they, they gave us the finale of The Bad Batch. They did. And, uh. I we missed it last. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, Brandon, because you weren't in the studio. Right, but let's right. let's discuss the the uh, final so, bad batch. So I'm going to go ahead and say I was a little upset about them splitting the finale into two mm -hmm. because you're you're giving me a season finale. Don't give me season finale part one and part two together. It's like just give me I the whole mind. But there's way more action in the first part as far as uh, conflict. But this whole episode was about building and together to get to a thing. And in and of itself, I came away from this finale more pumped and excited for a new season than I have in any show in a long time. Yeah. And let's just put it there. Best Star Wars character ever. I know a lot of people are sitting there, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Nope, nope. It's Omega. Well, mm -hmm. she's she's shaping up to be. And we, we've said this, Dave Filoni Anytime you're watching a Dave Filoni uh, production, just pick the character you hate the most at the beginning, and mm -hmm. by the end of it, he's going to make you love that character. Because no, Omega got I, on my nerves. No, because I still hate that Admiral. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, we didn't like Ahsoka. She was a smart-mouthed, annoying little uh, know-it-all when she first appeared on Clone Wars. By the end of it, she's, like, everybody's favorite character. We mm -hmm. love her. And Omega's kind of went down that road. She's noble. She's heroic. But she was kind of clumsy yeah. and sort of annoying when she first started. Well, I mean, it's let's just let's put it this way. She is the perfect example of a first-time attendee. You don't know what you're doing. You at a convention, you, you mean. Yeah. At anything. You don't know what you're doing. You want to sit with the, uh, the cool kids, but you don't have it in you. But the things we've learned about her and the, the fact that she is a pure soul, she she doesn't seem to have any kind of evil manipulativeness in her. The fact that we oh, found well. out, I mean, the reason she's Omega. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> you know, the reason, it, you know, it's like she is she is Omega. It's because right. it's Boba Fett is Alpha. 
You know, there's there's that you know thing connection. Uh, the fact that she's actually older than the batch because while she is a clone, she's not accelerated aging like the rest right. of them. That part I found you know, interesting. She worked in the lab where they themselves were developed. They were basically creating her team, and, and I mean just the things we you know her sacrifice at the end of this episode. Right. And you're just like, you know, cause I mean, we all think of the droids. It's like, you, mm-hmm. you can bring the droids back. You can fix the droids. But when AZ's like trying to save them and he, his power goes down and she. Yeah. yeah. Cause AZ, the little robot, I mean the little droid, he reminded me of a K2SO from rogue one where he sacrificed himself to, basically yeah. save the day and i'm like it's it's cool when you see that and then she sacrificed herself yeah after he and, saved and, the and whole bad batch it's the thing that gives you that moment of clarity where you're like crosshairs is not unredeemable no no crosshairs because we, we as wondered as, about yeah. as much as he gives uh you know hunter and wrecker and, and echo and, and tech all sorts of grief about how no the, the empire is the way to go we got to do this we got to do this and you know it's like you are the ones who made the wrong choice there at the end, when he saves AZ and Omega, yeah, and yet stays behind on Camino, which is desolate at this point. Yeah, how's he getting home? <laughs> I guess he's hoping they show up again because yeah. I mean, yeah, he's. I also kind of, I also kind of like the fact that you know, at the end, the Empire is showing up on the homeworld of Thrawn. So, wait, is that what we saw? That was Mount Tardis. Okay, because I wondered if Thrawn, you know, this is this show takes place yeah. in a very interesting period. Like we said, it is literally day one of the new empire and the really the beginning of the rebellion. But yeah, man, it's it's cool. I I want to see a little more of the evil emperor though. I got to be honest. I haven't seen we haven't seen Palpatine except that first yeah couple episodes. Didn't he do like a public service? Yeah, but I don't I don't think I don't think Palpatine's necessarily important to this story yet. Uh, well, I mean, of course he's 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 you know it, it's kind of like you know. We went through episode four and five of Star Wars with barely, I mean, we knew about the Emperor and in the fifth, in Empire, you know, we see him in the hologram, but really he's more the villain you bring in at the end. I think we're going to get at least another season of, you know, of the Bad Batch before we actually have to deal with the problem that is Palpatine. Yeah. I don't know, though. So like in video game, he would be the boss level fight. Right. There you go. Well, what do you? By the way, we we forgot to mention this, but uh, Omega's little bow and arrow—that's basically a bow, like a lightsaber type it's, bow and arrow—that yeah. is one of the coolest weapons I've never seen. That is, that, has anybody else I, used one of those? I've never seen that before myself. Uh, it may be in one of the you know the the Legends books. It may be something out of the New High Republic. I haven't read all of that, but it is it's awesome, and I I mean. It's Dave Filoni, man. He he also gave us the the lightsaber that was a gun. I mean, it's yeah, like, you know, mm. and you, and you one, give Filoni, uh, you know, like creative control and anything, he's gonna give you something awesome. I don't remember the name of the of the droid, but it was back in one of the earlier episodes of the Bad Batch, and it was like a walking R two D two with arms. That guy was cool. What was uh, his name? I uh, want to see him again. Oh, so. the the one from when they were uh, they were fixing the ship. When they were something. fixing the ship, and they basically sold. Uh, they sold Echo to the to the Junker as a military droid. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he led the droid rebellion out of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, There's some good moments. The thing about this is it, it makes you want to watch it right yeah. over again. Like I want to go back and rewatch yeah, it, it. It's like it's time for the binge watch now. I mean, Disney does that thing where they make you wait a week, like you know, old school mm. TV does. 
but yeah, sitting back and watching all of it. But you know, right now I'm kind of busy, you know, chomping at the bit for the next episode of What If. Well, yeah, let's let's throw that. Let's shift over to What If yeah. because so we've seen we saw. I, I cried at this episode. I just want you to know that. I hate to say this because I mean, did they make you like Yondu? No, or did you hate I, the whole thing? I can't stand Yondu, and I love and the notion of the noble T'Challa working with. The Ravengers just hurt my so, like. I'm, I'm just See, like I but, don't. I, I did not like that pairing at all. But, but did you? You didn't pay attention to anything that was going on, did you? I watched. It was the. That doesn't mean you paid attention. It was basically telling you that T'Challa is such an inspirational character that he can even make Thanos abandon a mission of genocide to work to make the world better. Okay, but they undercut that because Yondu. So they're they're just joking along. Uh, King mm-hmm. T'Challa gets that orb out of there, and then he's joking around about, "Hey, uh, Ravengers don't travel alone." And Yondu kills all these guys, be- and then they you just walk that- past the bodies and joke around. I'm you like, "T'Challa's not going to do that." I mean, one the, of them. You, you get a spear going through your neck. First I of mean- all, first of all, it's it's an energy weapon. It can be set to stun, unlike our microphones, Joe. Well, they didn't clarify. It, they look pretty dead to One me. One of the guys who got taken down sits up and he bonks him on the head with it as they walk away. You don't pay attention when you watch things, do you? I was hoping, but oh it looked it did not look like an energy. Yeah. It looked like a mm. solid spear that went through these mm. people's, you know. See, Plus, I just don't I, like right, Yondu, right, so Alan, I'm biased. Let's, let's talk so about I'm let's sorry. talk about phasing and how solid matter can move through things yeah, while phasing. I'm just sitting there going, you know, for for somebody on a show called Geek Tank. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, we got we got to have the the. Well, the you know, he's level. on another show, and I will give him on the other show. Hammers don't phase. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's do this, you guys, because uh, <laughs> we're 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 winding up here. But we let's let's maybe next week. Go see free week, guy. Go see free Next week we'll be on our third episode. Let's of what if let's let's unpack that a little bit. Well, uh-huh. I just want to go ahead and say that the the shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, is wonderful. In the episode is just it, yeah, because this is his final performance. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, we well we love Chadwick Boseman, and it'll, it'll encourage you go watch Black Panther again. That movie that holds up for me, man. It does. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So well, and we hope Geek Tank Radio holds up for you, dear listeners. You know, if it doesn't, you can have your money back, but it doesn't mm. matter. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but another episode of Geek Tank Radio is in the can. So until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbreth. I am Brandon Olmstead, challenging you to watch What If and not be like Joe. (laughs) 